Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Lake Talks with Sis. We're your hosts, Samana. I'm Inshara. And I'm Sana. So today on this episode, we thought we would talk about something that is a theme in everyone's life and something that everyone has to deal with, failure and rejection. It's going to be a tough one, guys. It's going to get real. We're ready. Okay, so um, I want to start by asking you guys, what does failure or rejection mean to you? And would you even say that are those two things the same? Because sometimes failure doesn't really mean rejection, right? So um, I want to hear your thoughts on what it means to you. I think failure is, in my eyes at least, it's more of a personal thing. Like I don't really feel that pressure in terms of like, oh, I'm failing this other person or like these other people like you know what I mean it's more of an internal Mm. thing like I set standards for myself and I set goals for myself and if I don't meet them then I feel like I'm feeling myself you know what I mean and I feel like that's the worst kind of failure because you're letting yourself down and that's why I think that rejection and failure yeah definitely they they don't go hand in hand because Failure, for me at least, is a more personal thing. Like, I I hold myself accountable for certain things, you know? And, of course, there's different forms of failure. Like, you know, I could be failing in, um, like, a relationship. I could be failing in other aspects of my life uh, where I have a little bit less control. But I think the highest sense of failure to me is failing myself, I would say. That's really interesting. I never... um like thought about it that way until you mentioned that. Well, what about you, Santa? Um, I agree with Samana. I think that first, what I thought of was myself and my own like goals and what I wanted to set, like what I wanted to achieve. But also I think that failure in terms of like the people in my life. So like my parents or my brother, like my sister-in-law, it's like trying to meet their expectations of me. So I'm trying to achieve that too or even like my friends and just everyone around me. What about you and Shara? Yeah, I would say like, I agree with both of you. Like it's kind of, for me, it's a mix of both. Like I think about not just the standards I have for myself, but also what other people expect of me because I feel like you just kind of internalize those expectations and then like you want to obviously like, you know, be on par with those expectations. And I think when it comes to rejection, I view it very similarly to failure as well. But I think over time, you have to realize that, like what Samana said, it's kind of, they are a little bit different because one could be like somebody rejecting you doesn't necessarily make you a failure because maybe you tried. Um, But Mm -hmm. yeah, so similar to both of you. I think like going off of what you guys are saying, definitely there is that expectation or like, you know, you don't want to fail the people in your life that are the most important to you. I think how I kind of see it is, not so much like I am failing them, but I'm trying to be the best I can be for them. You know what I mean? So it's like, I have this idea in my head that I want to be a certain way to obviously not to fail them to like, you know, make things better to be the best that I can be in that relationship. So even in that sense, I feel like that aspect of failure comes down harder on me. Because it's like, I'm I'm still not really failing that person. I'm failing my own expectations or goals that I have for myself of how I can be the best I can be for that person or that relationship. Yeah. And I also want to add like what you're saying. So 
I think it just depends. Like sometimes you're setting goals for yourself, but sometimes other people set goals for you. So it just depends mm-hmm. on what goal you're talking about. A lot of people, they live their life based on like other people's, like what other people yeah. tell them to do, right? And I in think that that's situation, where rejection comes into play. Yeah. A lot. Mm-hmm. When other people set expectations on onto you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you really don't have like your own sort of goals, like in your mind already. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, that reminds me of like my own life and how, like how we're talking about people placing expectations on you. I think especially when you're young and you're like trying to figure out what to do with your life, your family has so much say and so much influence Mm -hmm. on where you're going to go and what they want you to do and what their version of success looks like. Even though, because it's it's what they know, it's how they've been brought up, it's how they've done things and how they found success, but it might not necessarily align with your views and what you actually want to do, right? Like, I know in my life, I went through so many phases of different things that I wanted to do, like when I got older. And one of them was, I really wanted to go into journalism. And I just remember my whole family like not even just my parents, like extended family and everybody telling me that that's not a good idea. Like, you know, it's really hard to find a job uh, becoming a journalist and you should like reconsider what you want to do and everything. And I remember I really, really wanted to do it. And I had applied to like universities for journalism and I got into like one of the top programs for journalism, which I didn't even think I was going to get into. And I literally turned it down because everybody was telling me that I shouldn't do this. And honestly, like looking back now, I kind of regret that. And I feel kind of going back to the whole notion of failure. I kind of feel like I failed myself because I let everybody else's expectations and everybody else's ideas of what's best for me come in the way of what I actually thought was best for myself. And I think we do that a lot. I think we take other people's opinions on what they think we should do um, into consideration more than what we feel we need to do for our life. You know what I mean? Like, like not even just our parents, but yeah, like our extended family and our friends, like we always let what they think is best for us influence our decision when in reality, it should be us like deciding what's best for us. Yeah. And I also think like, that's really interesting that what you said about um, like feeling that that regret that you never got to try it out. Um, because for me, I've always like, this is how I view failure. I don't know, maybe it's mine. Cause maybe for me, I've never, I've never like not done something because someone told me not to do it. Cause I don't think I've ever done it like to that scale. But for me, I don't view failure as like, um, I don't regret anything that I've failed or not been able to do because I've always see it like as a, as like a blessing almost like I don't know does that make sense like I always see Mm -hmm. it as like a silver lining instead Um, but I guess that's just like the optimist and we always try to find like the the good in things so I think that's interesting but yeah I feel like you said if you live by somebody else's standards and you're gonna have those those regrets like you mentioned but Mm -hmm. setting your own standards and failing you can view it as a good thing that you failed again depending on the context Yeah, and Shara, I fully agree with you. Like, I definitely obviously think that everything happens for a reason and certain opportunities you miss or you don't take and that leads you in a certain direction. And I think ultimately that's probably where you're supposed to go. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it just feels worse when it's not you making the decision. It's somebody else making it for you. Mm -hmm. 
So looking back, like, would you say if you had to redo it all over again, you would go into journalism or do you think that after some like self-reflection, maybe considering what people are telling you, you would choose something else? You know what? Honestly, I think even right now in this stage in my life, I'm a little bit confused as to like Mm -hmm. where I'm going after I'm done school. And it's the same thing. I feel like I'm in the same boat. Everybody has told me to choose a certain path and to like pursue a certain career. And I kind of just went with it thinking, you know, yeah, maybe this is the best thing for me. Maybe this is the best fit. But now as I'm like reaching the end of like school and stuff, I'm realizing that I actually don't know if this is the best thing for me. I'm just kind of doing it because everybody told me to do it. And is it really what I want to do? Or is this something that has just been like force fed to me? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think now like the whole journalism thing, I'm I'm really reflecting on that now because I'm in this state of confusion and I'm just thinking or wondering what if I had taken that path, where would I kind of be now, you know? Yeah. And that's why I always think like, it's always better to try something and fail on your own. That way you never have that regret. Right. I don't yeah, know I agree. Think. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think it's better to try it out. Um, and even if you fail, like that's okay. But as long as you don't like regret anything. Exactly. Yeah. And I also want to like share my story, I guess, since we're talking about our regrets and failures. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, what I was going to say was, yeah, like for me, I've been through basically what you said, Samana, like every time it's something different for me, I'm like trying to find a career. And I think after university ends, it's so hard because now you're no longer like in an environment where you have like a clear path. It's everything is so open. You can literally go anywhere you want. And having all those options is very intimidating. Uh, And for me, like, I always thought I would do medicine, like, that's what I set out to do. Um, But like, in these past years, like, I've not been successful at like, achieving it, I guess I failed, you could say, Um, took my MCAT multiple times, could not get past that awful exam. I mean, I performed well for my standards, but I guess Canada is like unrealistic in their standards. But I guess the point is, like, for me, I'm realizing that maybe this isn't even what I want anymore. You know what Mm. I mean? Like when you fail so many times, you just kind of start to think like, is this even like, not that it's not attainable. Is this even what I want anymore? Am I just doing it because I want to like prove myself like I can do Mm. it? Does that make sense? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. But do you think that's coming from a place of, I don't want to do this anymore? Or are you tired of like having to keep trying and like just giving up? Mm, I think it's both, honestly. I think for me, I'm tired of trying. Like, I feel like you can only give so much to something. Mm-hmm. Um, but also because, yeah, I I, I want to give up at this point because it's like, how many times can you try something and fail and still get back up and try again? You'll mm-hmm. have to have like the right motivation to pursue something that is like difficult to achieve. And I feel like looking back at my motivations, they weren't in the right place, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like the reason I wanted it so bad is because of how, like, prestigious it was and how, like, you know, there's there's all all this, like, big people hear your doctor, they're like, oh, my God, like, you're a doctor. Like, that is so, like, dope. Like, wow, you must be really smart. It's like, I've always wanted that, like, reassurance. Mm. So I feel like I was seeking out that reassurance by pursuing that path. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I only realize, you only realize that that's what you're doing until you fail. Like, you wouldn't have known unless you, like, 
were knocked down multiple times to get back up and be like, oh, maybe this is not, I'm not pursuing for the right reasons anymore. So Mm -hmm. thinking about like your motivations behind pursuing something is also super important. I think failure allows you to do that as well. Yeah, like essentially failure becomes a growing opportunity for you. Yeah. Because you're forced to see things for what they are and face that. And like, you have a, you only have one choice, like you're at rock bottom, you have to go up from there, right? Yeah. And some people get stuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just like forces you to look at yourself and like really understand, is this worth it for me? Is all the struggle and this pain worth it? Am I doing this for the right reasons? Yeah. And there's some people that never like reflect and evaluate their life decisions they'll just keep trying and trying and trying and trying and then you just get stuck in that cycle and eventually let's say you do make it then what like you never got to ever reflect on why you're doing something so I think it's always better to take your time like Samana like you're in this situation it's so much better for you to take your time to figure it out than to be doing something that somebody else told you or let's say you've been let's say that you applied to whatever you were trying to apply to and you failed but you kept trying you finally got in but you never took the time to reflect on it, you would probably regret your decision way more, right? It's much harder to get out of something than to like just not start, right? Yeah, that's so true. So I always recommend people, you take some time off. If you don't know what you're doing to like really think about like, is this what I want? And like, what are my motivations behind pursuing it? If that makes sense. Yeah. And like, sometimes you have to just put your foot down and like, value your own like well-being you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like that just reminds me of I think it was two years ago or something like that I was like so overwhelmed with school I was just my grades were suffering like my mental health was suffering everything I just was not in a good headspace and I really thought the best the best thing for me to do in that scenario was to just like step back for a bit and like breathe and just take a break from school. And I remember when I decided that I wanted to do this, my parents were not happy. They were like, just finish your school. Like, I don't understand this. Why do you need to take a break? Like, just finish it, finish it like as fast as you can. And I just knew I was like at a breaking point. If I went any further, like I was going to burn out and it was just going to be a bad situation for me. So that's when I like pull my foot down. And I'm like, no, you know what, I have to just take a semester off or take a year off and just like figure my shit out. And they were really worried. Because like, a lot of people also when they when they take a break, they sometimes they just never end up going back, you know. <laughs> so I think that's what they were afraid of. But I told them I didn't even know what I was going to do in that time off. I honestly had no idea like what I was going to do, but I just knew I had to do it. And I told them, I was like, listen, if I take this time off, I promise you, you won't regret me doing this. Like I'm going to do something that proves to you that this was worth it. And when I did take that time off and I got to think and I got to figure things out, that's when like I started writing my book and like I published my book and everything. And that all happened in the span of me not being in school and taking that break. And I would have never been able to accomplish that if I didn't do that. And and if I listened to what everybody else was saying to me, because sometimes everybody else thinks they know like what's best for you. But like sometimes your intuition and your gut will tell you what is actually best for you. And sometimes you have to listen to that. Yeah, I think I had 
like kind of a similar a similar experience um so before I I think it was like 2019 I was in my second last semester in school and I was full-time and I had registered to do my CFA in December and I think it was like June or July and so I was full-time school I was working and I registered to do my CFA so immediately after like submitting like my registration like I think a week after I like started having a panic attack because I'm like how am I supposed to do full-time school plus working like three days a week and study for the CFA I'm like I can't do it so I had to take a step back I had to think about what I wanted to do and I ended up not doing my CFA that like December and just postponing it because and I'm really glad I did that because I knew that my like grades would have suffered and I would have taken off so much time off like off of work so I think that it is really important to reflect and like see what's better for you instead of like seeing like what your parents want or what your siblings want right because I know like my mom was like super like oh my god why are you like not doing it and blah 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 but once I told her that I'll actually burn out and I won't be able to do it she understood it yeah like literally same burning out is so common especially when you're pursuing your goal so fiercely right Mm -hmm. like there is that possibility that you won't make it till the end because you'll just burn out and and I think that's actually worse like that's worse than failing or taking a year off or any of those things because when you burn out you lose your passion for things do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like you don't yeah you'll stop loving the thing that you wanted to love so much does that make sense yeah like you're setting yourself up for failure in that scenario Mm -hmm. and like you said like you know yourself better than anybody and you should just follow your gut if you don't feel like something's right for you or just take some time off and reflect and then come back to it. And that doesn't mean that you failed. It just means that you took some time to reflect. That's it, period. Mm-hmm. You took the right decision for you, essentially. Exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think, though, it's also important to talk about the fact that it's also okay to fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And I feel like that's something that people are so afraid of. And nobody wants to fail. Everyone just wants to succeed. But you have to fail in order to succeed. Yeah, like success is not going to exist without failure. And the other thing is also I feel like people don't talk about their failures. Like Mm -hmm. how many times have you gone on social media and seen somebody fail? Like never. I've never seen it. I've literally only seen people post their like successful. They got accepted into something or they got a job or they passed an Mm -hmm. exam or something like that. Mm-hmm. it's like why don't we talk about the failures like that helped us get to this point exactly because that's a part yeah. of that journey right it's yes. always I feel like in life the failure teaches you more than the success mm-hmm. yeah so 100%. for so I have something like a story so my friend she's currently um almost done school so she's in her last semester so every other week she talks to me about how she doesn't have a full-time job yet and she's really stressed and then she goes on LinkedIn and she sees all these people posting that they got full-time jobs and I told her I said nobody's gonna post saying that they didn't find a job right you're only gonna hear the success stories on LinkedIn nobody's going to be like oh yeah I'm still looking for a job so it's like nobody's gonna post their failures online it's just you need to know that everybody has their own failures and even if you can't see it, it's there. Like, yeah. Yeah. Can I it's just like say there's that? There's a stigmatization around mm-hmm. failure. Yeah, mm-hmm. there is. 
And can I just also say LinkedIn is so toxic. Oh my God. I, I don't go on LinkedIn because it makes it you makes feel so depressed. bad about yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You're like, what the heck? I've achieved absolutely nothing compared to like all of these people. Yeah. yeah. I don't even, I hate that website. I'm sorry. Like, I don't even care. I'll see it. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> and going off of that, like, that's the thing. Seeing other people post their success stories and everything, you automatically put yourself in a place where you you feel like a failure in comparison to mm-hmm. these other people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And that's not even like a legit, you should never compare yourself to people. Like you should only be competing with yourself and that's it. Like you should not be comparing yourself to people because everyone's situation is different. Like their opportunities in life is different, where they are, where they live. Like so many factors depend on like if you fail or succeed and then there's a huge like luck component in that as well. Like there's just so much like, no, don't even compare yourself to other people. It will ruin your life. And again, yeah. like even the people who in my eyes are successful are probably comparing themselves to people who are even more successful, successful mm-hmm. in quotation marks, because that's different mm-hmm. for everybody. Yeah. Right. The grass is always greener on the other side, mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But in Shara, I'm curious now. Like as you were going through your story and, you know, having taken the MCAT and like not finding success in that time and Mm -hmm. time again, how did you deal with that like failure? How did you cope with that? What what was your thought process? How did you go through it? Yeah. uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So for me, I like I'm always the kind of person that like I like to push myself to more than I can do. That makes sense. Like I like to always challenge myself, push myself. So, for example, the first time I read the MCAT mentally I was like I'm not writing this again because this was the worst experience of my life Mm. um but then I didn't do well so I was like okay I guess I have to write it again now so I was like okay I'm gonna write it again but I'm not writing it ever again after this (laughs) like each time I would say I'm not doing it again I'm not doing it again but then I would end up doing it again um and I think like looking back like how did I do it so many times honestly I think it just takes a lot of like mental strength to be able to do something over and over again and keep failing and then coming back to it but I think it, what the process showed me every time I wrote the exam is like, I'm way stronger than I initially thought I was because initially I wasn't even going to write it again. But then to come back to it multiple times showed me that I can do it. And I just kind of like clung on to that feeling like I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. And then when I did it the last time, I was like, okay, I'm not doing it again after this because I was happy with the score I got. Um, maybe it wasn't good enough for all the schools, but it was good enough for me. And that's when I like stopped. So when I achieved my like goal that I set out to achieve, that was it, like done. I'm not writing it again after that. So yeah, that was my process, I would say. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that's why it's so important to hold yourself to a certain standard Mm -hmm. and like, you met your goal and then everything else doesn't really matter. Yeah. And that's what I realized in that process is like, as long as I achieved my goal, like I just wanted to have that peace of mind. Like I got the score I was looking for. Mm -hmm. It might not be good enough for everybody. And there are people who probably got way better scores than me, which is totally fine. But for me, like that was what I set out to do. And I got it. And Mm -hmm. like you're taking control of the situation and that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm only competing with myself like nobody else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Once you're doing that, like that motivation will come naturally. But if you're competing with other people, you might like lose yourself in the way or you might lose your motivation in the way. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. But yeah, what about you guys? Did you ever feel like you couldn't do something and then you like did it and you were like surprised by your success? Yeah, so I can share a story. When I was a little bit younger, I really, really wanted to go into acting. 
I loved acting so much and it's just something like I wanted to pursue and all of my like my family and stuff they didn't think that like I was serious about it because I was the kind of kid that would just bounce from one thing to the next thing and like lose interest in something go to the next thing move on so everyone just thought it was like a phase and like I'm gonna just get over it or get tired of it sooner or later but that didn't end up being the case like I ended up going for like acting classes and then I put on a play it was like Narnia you guys remember Narnia (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I got cast as the white witch and Dead. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we haven't heard this story. That was a fun it was a fun experience. So I got cast as the white witch. I remember I was so upset when I got that role too cuz I was going for like the main characters like what Lucy, Lucy and like and the other yeah, sister. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I didn't get those roles, but I got the white witch. Wait, I was but the white really witch is like the villain. She's awesome. She's the villain, yeah. yeah. But I was like, what? I'm going to play a villain? Like, what? I, I don't see myself doing that. Anyways, I like really got into the role. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be. I'm going to just go all in here. So I remember we put on this production and my whole family came to watch. Like my parents, cousins, friends, everybody came to watch the production and at the end, I remember like everyone came up to me and they're like, my, my parents, especially, they came up to me and like, okay, like we, we're taking this seriously now. Like clearly you are passionate about this and you're interested and you're good at it too. So like we want to support you. So I remember after that, like a whole bunch of things happened and I started to get more into acting and I, you know, signed with an agency and all of that. And I remember this actually really... I'll never forget this. It's a monumental story, I guess, in my life. But I remember there was a casting call for this character in this movie. It's like a second lead role. It's a pretty big role for this movie. And we came across it the night before the audition. And I was meant to, like, I kind of fit the description, like brown girl, long hair, that kind of thing. And I was like, okay, I kind of I kind of match with this. And there was two monologues that you were supposed to memorize for the audition. And then you went to the audition and you performed it. And I got the monologues the night before the audition, whereas everybody else who was auditioning, they had like weeks in advance to prepare and memorize and everything. And I only found out about the night before. So I'm like scrambling thinking, okay, I got to memorize this and everything. And I'm like, there's no way that I'm going to get this. Everyone else is so much more prepared than I am. I'm like just trying to do this on the fly pretty much. (laughs) So I remember going in the next day. I was really nervous because this was my first big audition too. Like there were, I remember walking into the room. There's like, I don't even know how many other girls like auditioning for the same role. And not even just in Canada, like overseas too I think in total there was like a thousand people auditioning for this role or something so I was like feeling not confident at all but I'm like okay you know what I'm gonna give it a go I'm gonna try and I went in I did the audition I did everything they asked me to do um, and then I ended up getting the role so yeah wait what, what were we talking about I'm trying to <laughs> I was seeing like a time when you like surprise yourself. Yes. So I surprised myself in that instance where I, I honestly thought, I don't know if I can do this. 
-hmm. But like, the thing is, I think that's really important, like crucial step is like, even if you're kind of lacking in that confidence, you still go and you do it anyways, no matter what, like everything in you is saying, like that you can't do it, you got to push through that and you just have to go for it. And I did, I pushed through everything, all my instincts telling me that I'm not ready. I'm not prepared. I'm not confident. I'm not good enough for this. And I just went through it anyways. And I ended up getting the role, you know? Yeah, that's like, that's an awesome example. Like what I was saying, it's like you surprise yourself when you try. And yes, you might fail. But what if you succeed, right? Like that option is always there no matter what. So and again, with Samana's situation, like you were not prepared, but maybe the director who was watching you was like, this is like the person I had in mind this whole time. Mm-hmm. It's like you yeah. would never, he would have never like known if he hadn't seen you, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But also, if things worked out differently and I didn't get the role and I failed, mm-hmm. I would have been okay with it because I, I would know that at least I tried. Yeah, that sort yeah. of like question mark won't be there like, oh, would I have made it or would I have not, you know? Exactly. And even in that process, like before I landed that role, I was going to so many auditions for like commercials and things like that. And I was just getting rejected time and time again. But like that didn't stop me. If I had stopped then, I would have never gotten that break that I did. Mm -hmm. But what do you think it was that like kept you like going for it again and again? I honestly think it was my passion. Mm -hmm. That's why I think it's it's so important to remember, like you were saying in Char, why are you doing this? And to remind yourself that like, this is something that means so much to you, despite the fact that you're failing, despite the fact that you're even succeeding. This is something that you were doing before failure or success even came into the equation. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like I know when, like, for me, I write a lot. And I was writing way before I thought that I can gain success with it or fail at it. I just wrote because I love to do it, that those elements weren't at play for me then. And I think that's what you have to keep reminding yourself of constantly. Why are you doing this? And take out all the other factors, you know, and go back to like the essence of why you're doing something. Yeah. And if that is not in the right, like if your motivations are not in the right place, then like you're never, you're either never going to make it or you're going to make it and you're going to not be happy with your decision at the end. Right. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people forget why they want to do something once they start doing it because they just want to be successful. Exactly. Mm -hmm. People always forget that what they're wanted to achieve. So they end up like running after this the success but then at the end of the day like they're not happy because they're only focused on the success so like how would you like overcome that like how do you focus on not being successful but being happy like do you guys have like keep reminding yourself that or like Mm. how do you do it I think it takes a lot of like frequent reflection to remind Mm -hmm. yourself why you're doing what you're doing and also to surround yourself with the right people I know Mm -hmm. for me like an example that kind of comes to mind is like when I was in university, I was surrounded by a bunch of pre-meds, right? Like everyone in my program wants to be a doctor. So now mm-hmm. automatically I want to be a doctor too because everyone around me wants to be a mm-hmm. doctor. But when mm-hmm. I take myself out of that environment and then it's just me and nobody else, I come yeah. back to, well, what do I want, right? So if you're mm-hmm. in an environment that is toxic, that is constantly 
um, like pushing you to be successful, but is not focused on like the passion for the thing or they're not pushing you to be passionate about it. They're just like overworking you to the point where like the amount of hours you put into your work or the amount of money you make is like the success, like um, what's that baseline, I guess, right? Because for a lot mm-hmm. of people, that is their baseline, like how much money I make, how many hours yeah. I put in, like those kinds of things. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of work environments are like that. They like push you to a point where you lose that passion for things. So taking yourself out of that environment um, and surrounding yourself with people who remind you what that passion was from when you started is so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think a lot of people, obviously, based on the society that we live in, is a very economic based and driven society. Success, a lot of the times, is equated with money. How much money are you making? And I have nothing against that. Like, that's fine. You want to go out there and you want to make money. That's great. But I don't think that should be the sole place that your success lies in. Like your success or what success means to you should run deeper than that. You know, it should be more of an internal thing. Like what does success mean to you? It shouldn't just be a price, like a price tag. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you can find deeper values in what success means to you, then I think it's easier to not get lost and like drown in everything that's going on around you. You know what I mean? I think um, that's really important because a lot of the times, like I know in my own experience, for me, like writing is my passion. And when you turn your passion into a career, Mm -hmm. that's when things get kind of tricky because now your career, like your passion is your livelihood, but you're doing so much more with that and you can kind of a lot of times people will burn out or they'll lose interest or Mm -hmm. you know they won't have that same spark anymore within them you know and I feel like just like you were saying you have to kind of remove yourself from that and take time to do what you used to love doing before because I think a lot of the times like for example if you're like I'm a writer and if I'm writing for my day job, like I'm writing articles, I'm writing all kinds of things. By the time I go home, I'm tired. And like, I don't give myself that time to write the things that are actually meaningful to me. And I think you have to allow yourself that time or give yourself that time to be able to do that. Otherwise, you're going to lose sight. And you're going to wonder, why are you even doing this? And like, when did the passion go away? Yeah, and that's why I say like failure is a blessing in a way because it humbles you, right? Like it reminds you of like what you're doing almost mm-hmm. and it allows you to like check yourself and then kind of come back to the situation. That's why I say like it's always good to fail because it just reminds you like who you are, how strong you are, what those passions were when you started doing something and mm-hmm. like it gives you that sort of fire to keep pushing, right? Yeah. Yeah, because if you've only ever tasted success – you're not willing to put in the hard work mm-hmm. and make those sacrifices and do the dirty work to get where you want to go. So uh, failure is like such a huge driving force into getting to your success. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you need that. That's like a backbone. That's a foundation for your success. You never ever hear about someone's success story where they haven't encountered failure. Yeah. That's why I think it's so important for people to stop stigmatizing failure. Like it's not a bad thing. It's actually a necessary thing. You have to go through it. And 
failure is not a bad thing. That's what I'm saying. Like you only ever see people's success stories online and on social media. I really feel like I wish we could just normalize sharing the failure stories because that's really what will help people. And like, you know, that, that famous celebrity who, you know, think just got everything overnight. If, if somebody who's striving to be in their position could hear about their failures, that's what's going to help them so much more than how they just automatically gain success and fame. That's not what's going to help people. Yeah, and I personally like hearing about other people's failures more than I like hearing about people's success. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I like I like when people tell me like, oh, I failed at this. Like, awesome. Like, tell me more. Like, tell me how you got over it. Like, what did you do differently the next time to maybe get successful or did you fail again, right? Like, I feel like you learn so much about people from their failures, not so much from their success, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. What about dealing with, you know, other people have expectations for you? And what if you fail those expectations or you don't meet those expectations? How do you deal with somebody who has set a standard for you and you are not meeting that goal? Hmm. I think that so everyone's expectations of you basically goes off of society or like someone else that they've seen. Right. So I think that you need to focus on that yeah this person has this expectation of you but you are different from whoever they got that expectation from so you just need to know that like you're not the same person as like everyone else everyone has their strengths and weaknesses so if you do fail at it it's okay like it's not a big deal because at the end of the day like that is what was going to happen and you can move forward from it you just got to keep trying harder and if you can't do it, then it's okay. That wasn't meant to be for you. So you just need to, and maybe like, I think one thing is that you can talk it out with that person. So say if it's with your parents, if you can't achieve something that they have set for you, if you talk it out and just explain to them that you've tried your hardest, then I'm sure at the end of the day, they will understand, you know? And even if they don't, I think it's important. Sometimes they won't understand you. Sometimes there will just always be that barrier. Mm -hmm. And I think that's when you have to just show them. Like you just got to be quiet and just show them where you like, you know, if you're not doing something that they want you to do, and you have chosen a different path. The only thing that's really going to speak to them in some scenarios is like your actions and proving to them that you made the right decision. Because going back to what I said earlier, I mean, everyone comes from a good place, like everyone wants what's best for you. But they're only going off of what they know, and how Mm -hmm. they see success and how they achieved it. So that's what they know. And they're putting that onto you. But just like Santa said, everybody's different. And everybody's idea of success is different. And sometimes you have to make the hard decisions and like, disappoint your family or disappoint whoever it it may be and prove to them that you're not a failure like just because you fail that this one thing doesn't mean you can't succeed at another thing yeah I agree 100% yeah we're just gonna like say what Samana said like everybody's coming from a good place like the expectations they put on you it's because at the end of the day they know that you're capable of so much and that you can like they just want to see you happy right and so if you mm-hmm. can achieve that you can prove that to them in another way, then you should do it because at the end of the day, they don't know your circumstance like you do. And 
they're not the one pursuing your goal, right? Like they don't know what it takes or how much you've already tried even, right? Like people don't even know that you might have actually already tried at this one thing, but you don't want to do it anymore. Now you want to do something else. So like Santa said, the grass is always greener on the other side, <laughs> period. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I think we covered a lot there. We mm. had some gold mines in there. I feel like there's a lot of mm-hmm. yeah golden nuggets in this episode, <laughs> I think. Yeah. <laughs> Look at us learning from our failures. Love that. We're growing. We're here for it. We're here for the growth. <laughs> yes, <laughs> always. All right, guys. Well, I hope that hearing about our failures that kind of inspires you or you know makes you feel like you're not alone like everybody fails and I hope maybe this opened your eyes up a little bit in understanding that feeling is okay and failure can be a point of growth for you and you can use it to your advantage just remember that like you can actually use failure to your advantage much more than you can use your success so In a way, failure can become your success if you learn how to utilize it properly. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So on that note, I think we're going to end it here. As always, don't forget to follow us on our social media. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Lake Talks with Sis. And you can always post a comment or let us know any topics that you want us to talk about in the coming weeks. And we'd be more than happy to dive in. So I think I think we're going to end it there and we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.